Hey there friends, it's Nick. So we're going to talk about episode 7 of The Last of Us because we've been digging into this show all the way along its run, mining it for for storytelling techniques, essentially. Storytelling techniques that work whether you're writing a massive HBO drama or you're telling your story, your business story about how you started out, about your product or your service. And this is going to be a short one, but it will contain spoilers as all these Last of Us podcast do. At the end of episode six, Joel is stabbed. He's very seriously injured. And the start of episode seven finds Ellie with a conundrum. She's managed to drag him with the help of the horse into this garage of this house. But Joel is dying. I mean, he he looks like he's dying and he tells Ellie to go. And she has to decide whether she's going to. And there's a moment where she almost does... And then most of the episode is then a flashback. And it's a flashback to the night that she was bitten several months before. It's a night back in Boston where Ellie is confronted by the the return of her best friend, Riley, played in the show by Storm Reid. And what unfolds, again, like the other episodes of Last of Us, is not a night of horror... And these these vicious monsters, it's really a very human night. And again, there's only a little bit of of what you might call action in the episode. But despite that, there's emotional beat following emotional beat as we realise that Ellie, even though she's only 14, she is attracted to her friend. She looks up to her friend. She loves her friend. And as the... The evening wears on, this extraordinary adventure they go on together wears on, we begin to realise that her friend loves her too. And what we what we get, I mean, this is the second second gay storyline we've had in the in the show. And the first one, even though it ended up in the death of both the, the characters, was really a story of hope. It was a story about how even in the worst of times, you can find your soulmate. But the story of, of Ellie and Riley is different because at the end of that story, they're both bitten. And there's something really interesting that's relevant to storytelling. When, uh, when the guys talked about, the, the two showrunners talked about this episode, they talked about the fact that, well, here's, here's the direct quote. As much as we can, we give our characters the things they want the most. As much as we can, we give our characters the thing they want the most. Which sounds pretty good, doesn't it? But, but in the second clause, the shoe drops. As much as we can, we give our characters the things they want the most. And then we punish them for getting them. And in this episode, Ellie and Riley... They have this whole night, but it culminates in this moment where they kiss. And for both of them, on screen, you can see it's a moment of of joy, particularly for Ellie, who's been torn up, really, by the love she's filled, assuming that this other girl wouldn't return it. But there's this moment of joy. And, and we, you know, they live in a world where joy is a luxury that no one can afford. <laughs> because you might die at any moment, essentially. 
And that's exactly what happens. What happens is, in that moment, they are attacked. And both of them are bitten. Now, we know. We know that Ellie is immune. And we know that she will end up escaping. She'll end up finding Joel and going on this journey. But we also get to see her crumble. Because she had everything for just a moment. And then it was taken away. And the reason this is relevant for storytelling, for business storytelling, is because when the when the showrunners say we we you know we give the characters things the things they want, and then we punish them for getting them, what they really mean is nothing is ever just one thing. Everything has a side effect. And if we look at stories that are powerful, that are resonant, that feel real, we know that, you know, the, the, the good guys and the bad guys, you know, the, the things where we've got whiter than white and blacker than black, those belong to the ch- childhood, don't they, those kind of stories? You know, the stories that, that engage us as adults, whether they're, about, they're fiction or whether they're business, they're about... They're about shades of grey and ambiguity and tough choices. Tough choices between, you know, can very often be. It's not, you know, the choice that engages isn't the 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 easy one. It's not that, well, if I do this, everything's going to be good. And if I do that, everything's going to be terrible. It's the the challenge of choosing between two good things, you know, or two terrible things. You know, this is how... This is how we build stories that that resonate. Because life isn't just good and bad. And in this case, what we have, of course, is this juxtaposition of of amazingly good with amazingly bad. And it's that that roller coaster kind of ride. But even in in business stories, we can we can articulate that subtlety. We, we can articulate the difference between you know, something that we get that we want and then the downside. And in my story, you know, when I talk about having an agency, you know, and having an agency that was successful, you know, over over a sort of a almost a 20-year period, you know, in my story, I'm very often saying, but. Well, I've talked about that word a lot, but. And in storytelling, in fiction, what you'll always find if you're looking, if you're watching drama on the TV, if you're reading a good book, watching a movie, whatever it might be, the writers, the storytellers are always thinking about the but. If it's good, something's going to bring it the other way. If it's bad, something's going to bring it the other way. If you get to kiss the girl of your dreams, you're going to get bitten by a monster. And when we articulate that truth in our stories, our stories mean business. Thanks for listening. Bye now.